This week's podcast is brought to you by Maximum Elevation Off-Road. This is an amazing place. It's also one of my uh, probably many jobs. I enjoy working there a lot. It's a lot of fun, but they also support me in my other endeavors, a.k.a. this podcast. So thanks, guys, so much for supporting me. Thanks so much for being a big part of Paris, Texas. And if you guys have any needs for off-road accessories or any kind of builds you're looking forward to for an off-road vehicle, go check out Maximum Elevation Off-Road. And let's get this thing started. Welcome to another Paris, Texas, a podcast. This is a podcast where you get to listen to people's stories, people that have either influenced or lived in the city of Paris, Texas. I love hearing their stories, and I can't wait for you to hear the next guest. This week's guest is none other than a good friend of mine, William Walker. What's happening? What's up, dude? Not much, man. So, I kind of start off most of these with the similar question, where are you from? Ooh, that's a good question, actually. I was born in Monroe, Louisiana, uh, but we moved around a ton. My dad's an associate pastor, has been for years, and we kind of bounced around, you know, East Texas. So, you're a PK? Mm-hmm. Yep. An That's APK, cool. I guess. An APK. Associate <laughs> pastor kid. Yeah. He was uh, more the uh, education side, that kind of thing. Had yeah. to put it, all these VBS stuff that we're working on now, he had to do all that and curriculum and everything. So that was his deal, though, the education kids and all. So Awesome. So uh, so there wasn't one place that you called, like, was there one place that you called that was home? Like, if you say my home, childhood home was... Well, I don't know. I would say, like, formative years were, like, Florence, Alabama. We Florence, moved, Alabama. Yeah, we moved up there. Um, I was in the sixth grade and stayed there through what should have been my college career. You know, moved away about 22. So that was the longest period of time I spent And that's away. where you fell in love with Jambalaya? Oh no, no, that's that's deep rooted. That's that's oh. back in Louisiana. Yeah. Oh Louisiana. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When, when did Louisiana fall in? Well see that's where my family's from. I was born in Monroe, Louisiana. And oh, then that. we moved around. We lived like Baton Rouge, Pineville, all over oh. the state kinda. So yeah. And you make a mean jambalaya, right? So I've been told jambalaya gumbo. Gumbo. Love the crawfish etouffee, you know, all that good stuff. Yeah. Oh. Shrimp bisque. It's delicious. Did your parents teach you that or uh, yeah some uh, there's some of those things that I'm a little bit better at than my mom she's kind of lost a step <laughs> in recent years but uh, no I, I, I like to like mess with the recipes and I get yeah. new ideas from places and it's just a lot of fun you know it's one thing I enjoy when you taste other I, this is not really pertinent information but it's a question that I'm curious about when you taste other people's jambalaya or, or a gumbo do you try to figure out what's in that uh yeah or what's in it what's wrong with it you know what's that wrong kind of, <laughs> that kind of thing you know what i mean there's a there's a couple of dishes like that i won't name any restaurant names but you go and and it's just like the sauce looks different it's the wrong color it's just not you know and my wife's even said you know hey uh I'm not going to eat that here because I know I'm going to be disappointed. So that's a good feeling. Yeah, you know, that is a good feeling. Oh, the family likes it. So, All right. So in your um, in your informative years, your uh, high school, almost the college years, what was your thing? What was something you 
likes to do? Well, that's really when I got into music. Music? Um, that, yeah, that area of Alabama, uh, Florence, the Muscle Shoals area. I don't know if you're familiar with no. Fame Studios up there, mm-hmm. like in the 70s. Everybody, Aretha Franklin, Elton John, they all came there. Leonard Skinner's from there and all. And so in that area, like everybody plays music, it seems like. And all the restaurants have, you know, open mic nights or they'll have live bands and stuff like that. W.C. Handy, uh, famous jazz musician, uh, is from Florence, Alabama. They have Handy Fest every year. And so it was just a ton of, like, musical culture. Uh, which was a good thing and I guess a bad thing, you know, because there's two sides to, to every culture, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's always a seedy underbelly, I guess, you know, that you can get caught up into. So so when did you start playing and I, what did you start playing? I started playing, uh, well, really, I started playing trumpet in band in the fifth grade. Okay. And then I got my first guitar uh, my 13th birthday. Okay. And uh, started playing. Uh, I was always, I guess... A little behind the curve as far as learning to play all my other buddies up there i mean they've been playing since they were eight or ten years old and so um anyway i kind of you know just uh really the the guitars that's kind of where that took off you know and, yeah. and got used to like playing and singing you know yeah uh, that kind of thing so it was it was a lot of fun though there's so you you played through high school mm-hmm. um there's nothing else there's no sports or I mean, I played, yeah, I played basketball. Of course, I was in band and everything like that, too. Um, but it was I, never, your focus was music, not basketball. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd say, yeah. Um, I actually thought, you know, graduating high school that I was going to uh, go to college and be a psychologist. Uh, oh. Did that for a while. I really liked, you know, counseling, talking to people. But then I realized how much school you really have to get through to actually make any money as a psychologist. <laughs> and that was kind of a deterrent for me. So, <laughs> yeah. Pump the brakes. Yeah, exactly. Okay, this is, I don't want to jump forward, but this is a question that just popped in my head and I really want to know this. Okay. So, we work together at church. Right. That's our connection, in case anybody's curious. Right. And... I know because of your daily attire that you have some love for TV shows. I do. Old TV yeah. shows, current TV shows. Um, what? When did that come into play? Like, did you watch them back in the day, or did see? For me, just not to t- steal your show, but for me, I didn't really grow up with the TV. So, okay. once I moved out of my house is when I started figuring out that I loved movies and TV shows and stuff like that. Okay, I, you know, I. As a teenager, I remember I was a lot more into movies, I guess, than I am now. But we had, I mean, even, you know, like back then, it was like the X-Files. You know, every Mm -hmm. time a new season came out, we'd get the box set, DVDs, and spend the weekend just crashed at somebody's house watching the, you know. And so, um, you know, we always, I mean, like early years, uh, my parents were like a lot of parents, uh, you know, kind of, you know, guarding you, making sure, you know, what you were watching, like a Simpsons was bad and stuff like that, you know, and so some of it, like, I didn't get into until later, I guess, but, um, yeah, I mean, I've always loved TV shows, I love comedies and stuff like that, yeah. and, and uh, so, like, I, um, I like to, I like to kind of wear them, you know, my t-shirts yeah. and stuff, like, I, I find these cool t-shirts that have those, you know, Now, did you start that, or did someone start gifting you? No, I started, I really, I guess... Maybe like, okay, so we started shopping like at Target and they'd have cool band shirts mm-hmm. or cool, you know, like, you know, gimmick from a TV show, that kind of thing. And then I found a couple of websites that have killer stuff that you can get 
you know whatever graphic printed on whatever color and that kind of thing and yeah so just kind of mix it up but they're always coming out with new stuff and, and it's just it's kind of funny you know some of the shirts kind of look funny some of them are kind of like a, an inside joke and if you haven't seen the show you have no clue, no clue. like what ron swanson's face outline looks like you know yes. <laughs> like so i, I know <laughs> i do i know what it looks like so um that's awesome uh is it a gift that a lot of people give you now Oh, uh, I you know I, I I have people say hey I saw something I thought of you that kind of thing uh, I don't get gifted a lot of shirts I what guess. yeah uh, you know but I've got way too many as as uh, Molly would say anyway so um, I don't know if that's a such thing when you have a, a a like like that then you should have a plethora yeah well maybe it's just not enough room for storage you know oh and, and I feel like some of them don't get rotated in enough maybe well maybe you should start like a rubbermaid and then you bring them break them out in seasons yeah what well, I've tried I've actually I haven't come up with a good way to store them to be able to see what I'm what, digging what, through yeah and everything yeah so I feel like if they were in a tub they might get used less or they may get donated without me Ooh, knowing no I'd put a lock on it yeah, don't let I, that happen yeah, no I would recommend like TV shows and then bands and then movies maybe mm-hmm. and then and then you could just rotate if you rotate them enough then when you go to look to rotate it you can get mad at whoever's moved it that's true that's true well I've got you know my uh Every quarter. Uh, yeah. I've got kids starting to come up uh, the same size as me, stealing my shirts oh. and stuff, too. So that's an issue. I have a box of shirts that I've outgrown Yeah, that I want. I'm like, I think my kids are going to like this. Right. I'm probably totally wrong. Right. I mean, what, 10 years from now when they're probably closer to my size, they're probably not going to care what yeah. Dad wore 15 yeah. years ago. But I'm like, I can't get rid of this Star Wars shirt. I just yeah. can't. I, it's... Well, I mean, just like the other day, you know, I was, I was giving a couple of shirts to Buddy, and he's, you know, he's really kind of 14 years old, kind of getting into that age. It's like, okay, well, if you you don't know anything about Monty Python and the Holy Grail. He doesn't yet. know anything? No. So, I'm, How can he be a Doctor Who fan and not know anything about Monty Python? I don't know. I don't know. He loves Doctor How have Who. you not introduced it to him? Well, I have. I have not. But, I mean, like, this, this was a conversation we were having a couple months oh, ago. Okay. And it finally okay. came out on Netflix because I didn't oh, want to. Yeah. Like, really, I've got boxes full of DVDs of old stuff. But I don't know if I have a DVD player at the house. I had to go buy one. Right? So, yeah. I mean, it's like finding a case of VHSs or something. I had one too many people call me and ask for me to convert their D, uh, their VHS to a DVD or to a, a digital format. Yeah. And I finally broke down. Actually, uh, Melissa Jones nice. bought me a little, um, a little device that helps me convert that. Cool. So, I mean, yeah, you can probably get a DVD player for 20 or 30 bucks now. Yeah, but you can't get a VHS player. No. You can't buy, I don't think you can buy them new. I might be wrong. I wouldn't think so. But I, like, I had a garage sale or a Facebook. I put yeah. a call out on Facebook. Hey, I need this for a project. Go. Yeah. And sure enough, somebody, somebody had one. Yes. I think it was, um, oh my gosh, I'm going to feel bad because I can't remember. It was, and was that was that another thing? Because <laughs> I do this a lot on my Facebook. I need something for a video project or another project, and I'm like, "Hey, does anybody have access to?" And yeah. I've done this a few times, so I'm I'm confusing who did it. But I think it was Ashley Hilliard's okay. mom. Okay, I might be wrong on that though. Okay. Anyway, so um, 
back to you. We got I got sidetracked on shirts. Um, <laughs> so you left you left high school. Did you start college? I did. I did. Um, I started college. At, by that point, um, I was I was kind of doing my own thing. I'd, I'd uh, played in, in worship bands and stuff at church and everything. Mm-hmm. And then, um, really, to be honest, um, because we had so much moving around uh, based on uh, dad's job and everything, you know, changing churches and stuff like that, I kind of got bitter uh, to that. And so I really kind of started... Um, doing my own thing and it meant you know playing it at, at uh, bars and stuff and then partying and all mm-hmm. that and so it was kind of like school took a back seat didn't really worry that much about it of course mm-hmm. everybody up there thinks they're going to make it to nashville anyway yeah you know yeah so. um but i wasn't i wasn't serious enough about anything i guess uh it was a little bit to of chase a it failure to launch oh, kind of scenario okay. you know so okay <laughs> uh yeah that that led down uh, a long road of lots of trouble and yeah. landed me in Midland, Texas at Teen Challenge at 25. Okay. So, and how, so can, do you want to tell some about that? Sure, I can. Um, tell uh, everybody what it is. Okay. Uh, Teen Challenge is a faith-based rehabilitation program. Mm-hmm. It's generally a 12-month program. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they it's, it's like you go in and you start back with Bible 101, you know, the basics and stuff, because a lot of people that come in, you know, are coming out of prison or something like that, have never had that kind of exposure, don't have that relationship uh, with God, you know, but like I, I was upset about it just, you know, like, okay, I'm going here because I don't want to go to prison. And that was like the deal we made in court mm-hmm. or whatever, because I kept drinking and driving. And so um, I get there and it's like, you know, basics, uh, of the Bible and stuff, and I'm like, God, why are you, why are you doing? Why am I here? Mm-hmm. And you know, I, all I kept hearing him say back to me is like, Look, if you would have paid attention, if you would have, like all this stuff, yeah, you've got head knowledge, but if you would have applied it to your life, you wouldn't be where you're at. Right. Just sit back, pay attention. You know, do what you're being asked to do, and just humble yourself. And so that's kind of what I had to do. Uh, and in that process, uh, I met Molly, my wife. She was also out at, there. At Teen Challenge. At Teen Challenge, yep. Awesome. She was here from, uh, from Paris and had moved out there. We had never, of course, met prior to that. Had, uh, you, ever, had you ever been to Paris, Texas prior to that? No. Okay. No, I'd never heard of Paris, Texas. I, I mean, I'd never heard of Midland, Texas. I moved, you know, it was 10 hours from my home back in okay. uh, Bastrop, Louisiana. And so... It was just, we knew that through relationships that it was a good program uh, because there's like 300 of them across the country. Awesome. Uh, and they're still going, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah still wide open. So, um, but yeah, uh, never heard of Paris, Texas, but moved there, uh, went to Teen Challenge and everything. And, and, and to Midland. You moved to Midland, moved went to, Midland. to Teen, Teen yeah. Challenge, and once, met Molly. Yeah. Once we graduated, we, I mean, it was like three months later and we were married. Uh, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, slow down, yeah. slow down. So, yeah. First off, <laughs> could you even date in Teen Challenge? Yes. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So, well, so here, so was there some underlining things happening or like? Well, all right. So, like I told you, I'd been in worship bands before yeah. and, and played music and all that. But when I got out there, uh, they had a, a, a praise and worship leader there. Uh, but after a month, he left, and they were just high and dry. And so they said, hey, we're going to put you in charge of that. I'm like, 
okay. I mean, I guess I, you know, good behavior. I knew what was going on. I knew how yeah. to act right. You know, I wasn't causing a scene. So it just kind of developed from there where I, uh, uh, it grew into a staff position and all that. So. Oh, wow. So you got eventually got on staff. Yeah, we both did. So oh. it was kind of funny the way um, the way the program set up. The last three months of your year are like a reentry phase where you get a job or you learn how to reenter society and be a, you know, a, a contribution instead of a detriment, that kind of thing. And so, so your job was being on the worship staff. Yes, I was. I was the praise and worship leader out there. We traveled every weekend and went to different churches and shared and did you know testimonies and all that kind of stuff. And so um, had a choir and all that that I had in a band. Uh, I had to oversee and develop, and you know that's fun too because people are constantly in and out of the program. Yeah. So all your your people are changing. Talent changes a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So, but I was doing that. Molly was the rally coordinator, which meant that she did all the scheduling for everywhere I went. Okay. On the weekends. So you talked to her probably often. I had I had an excuse to talk to her on the phone every once in a while. Every you once in a while. Uh, it was about business stuff. Right. 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 You know, and I probably two months into the program, I had seen her from across the room, and I told one of my buddies, I said, "You see that girl right there? I want to." You know, she's Molly's kind of tall. She's about yeah. five, five eight, five nine, or whatever. I say, you see that tall blonde over there? I'm gonna marry her. We're gonna raise a ball team. You know, I knew <laughs> she she had a reputation already that she was. Uh, she went to college playing softball and all that. And I said, watch this, boys. And so, um, but for those that don't know you, you're also a tall person. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'm six four, and so I, you know, I kind of picked her out of the crowd, and and you know, a lot of times. Uh, guys or girls would do that and you know like people coming and going you know nothing really lasts but um i i felt like i already had it figured out yeah you know and uh molly found you know she got her word later i guess you'd say (laughs) well not too much later not (laughs) uh yeah she was uh when she was coming into her ninth or tenth month she said we were we were on a trip somewhere and i was uh, out front uh singing a song and uh, she heard, you know, the Holy Spirit say, you know, just, you see that man right there. That's who you're going to marry. She's like, oh, okay. You know, I mean, like, yeah, you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. But, I mean, she kept getting confirmation, and I had the same. And so, um, yeah, we we graduated um, in, I graduated in March. She graduated in April, and we got married in July. Wow. Yeah. Rock and, and roll. it'll be 10 years this July we've been married. So and y'all are a hoot together, like oh we yeah we're y'all can get a table rolling we yeah mm-hmm. she which Molly's a lot more outgoing than I am I, don't I guess know about that. I, well I, in social situations like I don't mind being on stage and singing or talking or doing whatever but like when it's just a few of us sitting around talking like. I don't know. I don't interject myself as much as she does. I mean, she has that feeling that she needs to keep it going. She yeah. needs to keep the conversation going. No I'm dead okay. space. I, I have the whole philosophy, you know, I, it's better to hear than be heard. You know, I'd like to I like to listen and make other people feel like what they have to say is valuable, you know. It's I don't know. Maybe I'm just in the in the right circles when you're just in your funny mood maybe i mean you know and people i'm more comfortable with or closer to uh, yeah yeah because i've been in many situations with you when you you get the whole table rolling well you know it's the timing has a lot to do with it just interjecting something small you know kind of funny you hold back for that perfect moment with the best line isn't it worth it though it is (laughs) it is when molly love her to death yeah 
She has a funny line pretty much always. She, I, she, she just has like this treasure trove of like funny. She's hilarious. And she just picks it and throws it out, and you're like, that's yeah. hilarious. And that's the thing. We constantly are making one another laugh and, yeah. you know, cutting up and everything. So it's really, it keeps our relationship pretty fresh. You know, I bet. Cool. I bet. Yeah. All right. So you got married. What happened then? What'd y'all do? Uh, so we stayed. Uh, that was um, 2009. Uh, so we stayed out in Midland. We both. We're on staff at that point. Um, it wasn't long um, before they asked me to start doing the finances out there as well, and so that you know took on more of a full-time role and that kind of thing. Uh, we, uh, I mean, we started having kids after a couple of years, and we uh, let's yep. see, we were out there six or seven years, I guess. Wow, on on staff. Yeah, because we moved back at the end of 2015. Now, did you move back because family? Yeah. Uh, so uh, Molly's dad had been in kind of poor health, uh, really, um, ever since I'd known him. I know he he uh, you know had health complications with hepatitis, and then he'd had some liver cancer and stuff. And so he had uh, surgery uh, September of 2015, and just never got released from the hospital so by the end of the year well by by thanksgiving we knew mm-hmm. hey, we're gonna have to you know um, be close have to close all our ties off out there yeah. you know and uh yeah so we we left everything we knew really and moved back home to either take care of johnny if and when he got out of the hospital or just look after kathy my mother-in-law and so that's that's what ended up happening he uh, he passed away right after the first of the year, and we've we've been here taking care of her and just rocking on ever since. What was your first impression of Paris, Texas, the first time you came? Uh, I always I always loved it. I mean, I you know it's it's a it's a small town, but I'm I'm from kind of a small town. I like that I like that feel. I don't I I can watch like uh, a show or movie you know that has a million people in Times Square and like I'll I'll start like my throat will close up yeah. like I cannot imagine being like people on top of one another. I don't I like my own personal space and your own bubble mm-hmm. so uh, no I like the I like the smaller town field I, I mean you know we miss some of the uh, some of the accoutrements that come with a, a larger area yep. you know like malls and more than four or five restaurants but um I mean, and of course, uh, whenever Corey and Melissa moved here to this church and, and Johnny and Kathy had moved over, we started visiting here when we would come into town. I loved it. I just knew, like, from then on, like, that's that's where we need to be. I never knew how it would work out, but, I mean, I would say to, I mean, a couple of years anyway before mm-hmm. we actually moved back to Paris, I already felt like this is where, and so, mm-hmm. like, from then on, it was I was looking for every excuse in the world to leave Midland. You know, yeah. like I was, oh, I'm miserable. I hate this. Right? Oh. We're never gonna get out of here. We're gonna, you know, I mean, because if you've never been to Midland, it's it's really dry and desert-like. There's not many trees. There's a lot of cactuses and tumbleweeds are a real thing. You know, and it doesn't thing. ever rain out there, which right now I could do with a little less rain. But um, you know, growing up around. You know rivers and creeks and trees and stuff you really mm-hmm. kind of miss that pretty quick so yeah um, so uh just in case anyone's not that doesn't go to church with us we're talking about um christian fellowship church cf yes. paris 
Um, uh, so, so how long were you in in town before you got? What was what you what was your first job when you got here? Ah, uh, let's see. When we first moved, Molly went to work with Kathy at uh, North Lamar mm-hmm. uh, School District over there at Bailey Intermediate. Um, I did not work. I went to school for a little while, and I stayed home. The kids were real young. Jack was just just a year old, um, our youngest, and so I stayed home for wow ten months and mm. took care of the kids and everything awesome. really before. Um, I came on staff here at CF Paris in October awesome. of 2016. So um, I enjoyed that, um, hanging out with the kids and taking care of them. It was, you know, it can be exhausting at times as well. But, yeah, it was it was a pretty cool opportunity for me to do that. Awesome. Awesome. So you've been here ever since? Still love it? I love it. Yeah. Excited for the new building? Man, so excited. We, you know, we spent, of course, you know, all day yesterday putting up screens and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we're, I mean, just can't wait to get in there yeah it's very great very anxious that's how i would say it mm-hmm. um awesome awesome and you played worship here at the church as well yeah. if anybody wants to come and see your amazing musical talents mm, i'll be here amazing or not no, <laughs> definitely amazing um well thank you thank you so much for being on my podcast okay i got one more question okay what is your favorite place to go in paris texas it can be anything it can be a restaurant, it could be on the side of a bank of a pond, it can be anything. Man, uh, I would have to honestly say home. I mean, we love where we're at. Homebodies. Yeah, we love doing our own thing, not doing anything. We love, like, we're out kind of real close to the country club and it's quiet out there and we got, you know, cool neighbors. Everybody kind of stays to herself for the most part catching up on your tv shows yeah yeah riding the kids around on a golf cart all over the place you know it's just yeah just chilling at home awesome i have not had that answer yet yeah um it's not a bad answer i like i like home too awesome well thank you again so much for being on this podcast that's awesome yeah man yeah um as always guys we come out with a new podcast every monday Check out next week to see who the next guest is going to be. Again, I want to thank Maximum Elevation Off-Road or MEO for sponsoring this podcast. Um, I, I mean, I couldn't do as much as I do do without you guys who support me and sponsor me, and that is amazing. Um, see you guys next week.